Welcome to Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. Are you hungry to hear more about our beautiful Savior Jesus? Well, the Bible declares that grace and peace are multiplied to us in the knowledge of Jesus. Join me for revelatory teaching, interviews with leaders in the body of Christ, and testimonies of God's goodness in your life. Thanks for joining the conversation to reveal more of Jesus to a hurting world today. And we're in the world, we're not of the world, yeah. but we're supposed to be a light in a dark place. And it doesn't mean, yeah, we're supposed to love everybody. Yeah, we love people, but we don't settle and condone their sin and say it's okay by me. But before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to our Christina Prayer Ministry sponsors who help support the mission to unite the body of Christ and fulfill the Great Commission with love. A big shout out to Go For Ministries who provides all of our equipment for our gospel events. Davis Financial Services who does all of our financial accounting. Harvest Family Network through which I am licensed and ordained and life-changing productions who helps put together evangelistic events to reach our city for Jesus. If you or your organization are interested in becoming a CPM sponsor, you can find out more information on our website at christinaperera.org. Do you have a loved one special occasion coming up and don't know what to get them? Well, now you can sponsor an episode of Revealing Jesus in their name. And you can give them a special dedication message read on air. It makes a great gift. To find out more information, just go to christinaperera.org slash podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I am so excited to have you with me here today. I have an amazing leader in the body of Christ with me. He has a wonderful prophetic voice. I have with me today, John Natali. Welcome to the podcast, John. Thanks, Christina. It's awesome to be here and it's an honor. Oh, well, thank you so much for being here with me. You know, you shared so much with me about who you are and what you do. And you shared something really profound with me that you are just coming off of a leadership fast. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Because I think I'll that was agree. really cool. <laughs> well, you know, the Lord will give me these unctions suddenly. It's not just prophetic words for the church or individuals or the government or nations. But suddenly the Lord just spoke to me because it's been on my heart for a while now that as a prophetic voice in the nation. God's been speaking to me about leaders in the nation and about self-exhortation and being your identity, getting too consumed of your office and what you're doing and all the, your accomplishments. And the Lord just caused me to, to release this burden. It was called the Leadership Challenge Seven-Day Fast with no reference to office held, no mention of accomplishments, mm -hmm. and no mention of itinerary. And the mm -hmm. reward at the end was greater humility. And mm -hmm. I do believe right now, come on, God, what the enemy was trying to do over the course of the last two years. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that he accomplished it. He hit the mark was pulling people in. We call them the social media prophets or the social media voices, mm -hmm. called people in that weren't called or individuals that were called into a platform prematurely mm -hmm. or at a place where the enemy was using it to bring self-exhortation in. 
mm-hmm. where because so many people, once President Trump was not in office anymore, or so many people just joined and jumped on the bandwagon. And all of a sudden, it's, everyone's now a prophetic voice and everyone mm-hmm. is a prophet. And, you know, people are jumping ship that one day they're a prophet, next day they're an apostle, then they're back to a prophet and whatever is working for them in the moment. And, and the enemy used just a dysfunctional, proportional reality where people now are using specific things that are taking place in the nation to elevate themselves. I know. And it's really sad because they don't understand the ramifications of what you're dealing with and what's going to take place and the sacrifices that people make and the sacrifices that people have made and the price that they have paid for the journey that they've been on. So you see so many people right now, Christina, with they have to, you know, let people know what they're doing, where they're going, what their office is. And they constantly reminding people, remember the enemy, Jesus was called Jesus. Mm-hmm. We didn't call him prophet Jesus. We didn't call him teacher <laughs> Jesus. You know, they did call him rabbi, which means teacher, or they called him teacher. But at the end of the day, it's an office. It's not a title. And we're, we're consumed. Um, our identity is in Christ. Our identity is not in my office. Mm-hmm. My identity is not the ministry that I've been running for so many years. My identity is just Jesus. I want people to know my heart. And at the end of the day, I just want them to see him in me. Amen. I couldn't agree with that more. You know, obviously, if you look at my ministry and what we do, we do everything we can do to preach Jesus and Jesus crucified. And this is why it's revealing Jesus. And we get to reveal him through his body, through people like you and me and everyone else, because each of us carry this beautiful fragrance of Jesus. And it's so amazing to me that we get the great privilege and honor of simply being his above everything else, above prophet, teacher, evangelist, any of that Mm -hmm. stuff. We are simply his. And, uh, you know, lately the Lord's really been calling me into a deep worship and just Mm -hmm. getting away with him and just getting alone with him. And it's been so satisfying. And frankly, I've just been loving the hidden moments. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about what changes you see that need to be made right now in those places, those social media profits and things like that? What's the proper heart stance we should be taking with that? Well, realistically, as I said before, a lot of people have got into the place of, you know, people want to be affirmed. They want to be qualified. They want to be, mm-hmm. they use platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, they use people's platforms. They use other things to elevate themselves. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that God is bringing in a new, greater realm of humility in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, over the course of the last six years, ever since Donald Trump was the president from 16 to 20, the Lord was tr- literally trying to get our attention. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that was, it wasn't about just an individual going into office, correcting the ship and fixing things. It wasn't about that. Yeah. God had a plan. doesn't matter who the person's name was, but God still has a plan with this individual. But we were supposed to use that time because the atmosphere was open as the body of Christ to do something even greater. We didn't take advantage of the time. It was almost like the body of Christ was mesmerized and so caught up in the four-year moment that look who's in office yeah. and we didn't take advantage of the time. And the enemy, and I said this before, and I'll say it again, over the course of these six years and during his tenure as president over from 16 to 20, the enemy 
was targeting the individual with with mockery and dishonor and discredit mm-hmm. in those first four years. And I said this before, and I'll say it now, at the end of the day, the enemy is not targeting a man. The enemy is targeting the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's not a man that changes the world. It's the Holy Spirit that does. Amen. But the enemy's target really is the body of Christ. So now we go into 2020, and now the, the, that individual, Trump, is not in the office anymore. Another individual is, and now what we see is an incredible onslaught against the nation with dishonor and discredit. And what the enemy's doing is he's targeting the body of Christ and coming against us with all of this junk to show us you've lost, you missed it, you were incorrect. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone that prophesied that he was going to win was incorrect. But now all of a sudden, because this didn't happen, Christina, from 2016 to 2020, you didn't have all these social media problems. Mm-hmm. You had a handful, and I can name them all. Yeah. You had a handful. Then all of a sudden he lost, but then guess what? Everyone used that opportunity to jump on the chip and all of a sudden engage because now I have an opportunity and a platform to do that. So how are we going to write the ship? Basically what's happening is right now is that the Lord is actually, there's like a hardcore press with the body of Christ right now. You're going to see what you're really made of. Because mm-hmm. what happens is when you're dealing with stuff, when you're dealing with junk and you're dealing with all types of stuff, where your faith is really tested is in the valley to see what you're made of. Yes. It's not about how well you can speak. Because let me tell you, to be behind a pulpit is, is easy. But it's your integrity. It's your character. You know, and it's that you didn't jump on the ship when the ship was already out to sea. You were with the ship when the ship was going through the rough stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like a woman. My wife, we have six kids and one woman that's nine months in pregnancy. And then it's time to give birth. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just going to be, oh, this is going to be awesome. It's great. And no, you're going to deal with the next 10, 12, maybe 24 hours to see what you're really made of. But God gives you that strength. Mm-hmm. And so the Lord is bringing us into a place now in the nation where he's trying to get the attention of the believer. He's trying to get the attention of the five fold. And listen, you've got to take your eyes off of yourself now and put your trust in me. And you also have to understand who you are. You have to understand your place. You have mm-hmm. to understand your position. You have mm-hmm. to understand your authority. And you have to understand where you're placed in that authority. Because, you know, whether or not you're a private or a lieutenant or a sergeant or a Navy SEAL, called into that, especially in the prophetic realm, you have to understand that there's a price that is paid when you engage in anything. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand, as I said, your level of authority and your position because of the warfare that's going to come against you and the price that you're going to pay for what you're releasing. You have to know that you know that you know where you're called, how you're called, when you're called, and what you're called to release. And if you don't have that full confidence and you don't have that history, that background, and the price that you've paid and the fire that you've been through to qualify where you're at, then there is a horrible ramification that's going to take place. But if you know where you're at and you know where you've come from, then there's no second guessing and there's no, I'm sorry. And I know I missed it because I said this a, a few weeks ago, and I'm going to read it, that the prophecy's training ground is not behind a pulpit. Mm-hmm. It's developed in a secret place. Yes. So when I'm prophesying, it doesn't necessarily have to be behind a pulpit because mm-hmm. 99% of all 
social media prophets today are prophesying on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So you're not even in a church, but there's no room for error. And a lot of people say to me, well, you can be off. Well, if you're off, there is a percentage of people are going to grab a hold of that and miss it. But mm -hmm. if you're off, then there's a portion of the voice of God that you're not discerning properly. And we're called to hear his voice clearly. Let me tell you something. You know, the, the word of God says that, you know, my sheep know my voice. Mm -hmm. And when you know that voice, I know my kid's voice and I know my wife's voice. And I can be blind and not see them for 10 years. If I hear that voice, I'm going to recognize. So when you know that voice and you come to understand that voice and the amount of time that you've sat on the father's lap and placed your head on his chest and listened to that heartbeat and spent more time listening than speaking, when he does speak to you to listen and when he does speak to you to release that or shadow of a doubt, I've heard my father's voice mm -hmm. and I'm only releasing what I hear him telling me to speak and I'm only doing what he's told me to do. That's exactly it. it that's absolutely it. And I believe that we have an incredible responsibility with what we release in prophetic words and what we release to the body of Christ because deception is a terrible, terrible thing. And if we right. love people, we will do all that we can to keep them from that. And that's truly the mark of somebody who's been listening to the heart of God because they're not going to release anything that would go against their father's heart. And at the end of the day, it's not even about me. That's right. You know, it's not yeah. about how big of a ministry that I want to build. It yeah. doesn't matter how many sons and daughters. God doesn't care how many sons or daughters you have. Yeah. If you can't even take care of the natural ones that he's given you. But at the end of the day, Christina, it's the greater revelation of people and that the accountability of being a prophetic voice, that you're speaking prophetic words, but you also, even as a prophet, you don't want those people to have a codependency on you. Right. Now, all of a sudden, right. I've got to hear the word of the Lord from a prophet to know what's going on. Right. No, no, absolutely not. We're actually supposed to be helping you hear the voice of God for yourself. That's right. Preach it. And that's right. Yeah, God uses people. Of course, he uses prophets today. Of course, he does. But at the end of the day, he still wants to speak to you. Mm -hmm. He wants to speak to you and tell you what's going on in your life. Absolutely. You know, because even as a prophet or a prophetic voice, it's so easy. It's much easier to hear for somebody else or even for a nation than sometimes for yourself. Mm, yes. Because for yourself, there is a greater price. Yeah. It's so funny Come that on, you're God. saying that because I was, <laughs> so the Lord has really been calling me into prophetic just deep into worship. <laughs> and I was struggling with, you know, hearing something for me. And <laughs> I was like, I called up one of my very strong prophetic brothers. And then I opened my devotional and it goes, you don't have to go to the prophets to hear a word for you. No, because you know what that, the words that you need to hear for yourself has a direct impact on your life, yeah. your family, your children, your yeah. destiny. When yeah. I release a word, whether it's for an individual church or for the nation. It's not affecting my destiny. The only thing that's affecting my destiny is if I don't obey God. Yes. Yeah. But if I can't hear from God correctly and I'm afraid, you know, and there's concerns or worries, that's going to affect my destiny. 
But when I prophesy over another individual, the guy in the church, in the end of the room, down by the back wall, me speaking into his life or me giving him a word, it doesn't affect my destiny whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's, there's no real, you know, ramifications that are coming down the pipe. But it's when you can't hear for yourself. Like I said, most prophetic voices today, Christina, you've got to get into that place of understanding that there's going to be more against you than for you. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like it's a lonely walk. And oftentimes, it is a lonely walk. I don't know about you, but I feel really misunderstood. <laughs> well, you should be misunderstood <laughs> if you're speaking truth. <laughs> you know, because if you're really in the position that God has called you into, yeah, then you're going to have more against you than for you. It's going to be more of a lonely road and you're not going to be as popular as people want you to be simply because it's not about just yeah. making people feel good. That's right. You know, That's I've right. been to so many churches and pastors have said to me at the end of the meeting, okay, John's going to prophesy over everybody. And I stopped him right in his dead in his tracks. And I said, I'm not prophesying over everybody. <laughs> I'm not really prophesying over God wants me to prophesy over. That's right. And I'll tell churches in every places that I've been to, listen, if God doesn't want me to prophesy, you don't get upset with me. Yeah. But I also might speak something into your life that you might not want to hear. Mm-hmm. You know, you might speak something else and they might catch on to it just in the message or whatever you're yeah. saying. You know, it's not the only way that God can speak to no. us. No, isn't it at the end of the day when you're ministering, Christina, when the spirit of God is yeah. in the room, isn't he already in the room? Yes, absolutely. John isn't the one that's giving yeah. you that fix. It's the Holy Spirit. So there's been times when I've gotten up to speak or in part, and the worship was so amazing. Mm. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I've already did what I needed to do. Mm. And are you okay with that? Yep. Do you need to keep going? So I did this big youth meeting one time, big youth meeting in Cicero, New York. My son was there. I was getting ready to speak on the alabaster box. And next thing you know, worship is going crazy. It's just worship is going really cool. And this church had never even experienced the supernatural presence of God. And I'm just getting ready. And the Lord says to me, goes, I want you to stretch your hands out over all of these young people and these adults. Just start praying in the spirit and watch what happens. Mm-hmm. Well, all of a sudden, the spirit of God came in like a whirlwind, wrecked that place. And next door to the building where I was preaching and A.W. Tozer used to preach in. And next thing you know, the spirit of God hits all these people. And next thing they're either running in circles, they're laughing in spirit or they're weeping or they're falling down on the ground. And the youth pastor comes up to me and says, what's going on? I've never seen this before and gets wrecked. (laughs) And I never even got to preach or teach or impart. And the Holy Spirit said to me, says, There's times when I just want to disrupt it, but so many times where people don't want to disrupt it, they want to hear the person. They want the person to lay hands on them. They want the person to speak some crazy, awesome word, you know, and if they don't get it, then they didn't get what they were looking for. I mean, even for me, Christina, I've had people unfriend me on Facebook because I didn't give them a word. Wow. And so we become codependent. And at the end of the day, Isn't it the Holy Spirit that's doing all the work anyway? Isn't it him? Absolutely. But we take credit for it. And then what happens is it becomes idolatry Mm -hmm. when we start lifting people up that, you know, during the course of the presidency, when Donald Trump came out of office in 2020, 
Next thing you know, you had a handful of prophetic voices, I can count on one hand, that were the go-to people in the nation. Mm -hmm. And these people before 2016 were never heard of. Mm. And then all of a sudden, it's like, these are the prophetic voices. And I'm like, but wait a minute. I thought they were just everyday pastors, pastor. And now all of a sudden, they're prophetic voices because they've got all these mega ministries. And it's not, but wait a minute, it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. It yeah. doesn't work that way. And, you know, what happened to the nameless faces? Now, God can use anybody he wants. Of course mm-hmm. he can. But at the end of the day, what we do is we pick and choose and we call them God's generals in our nation. We have like a handful of voices mm-hmm. in our nation. These are the go-to people. Mm-hmm. These, these people hear from God. These people can definitely hear greater, you know, because of their names. And all of a sudden it's like, God doesn't give a rip about your name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he gives a rip about your heart. He gives a rip about your character. Right. And I want to see how reachable you are. Yeah. When was the last time somebody emailed you and you emailed them back personally? You know, a lot of people say to me, oh, you know, what can I reach out to you? You know, I do a bunch of stuff on bigger levels and people are like, are you reachable? Absolutely. If Jesus is reachable to me, I want to be reachable to you. Because at the end of the day, this has nothing to do with my popularity or how big I am or how famous I am. It's about you knew my heart. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I want you to see Jesus. I don't want you to remember John. I want you to remember that this guy loved God. And he was willing to lay it all down and mm-hmm. sacrifice everything. And I said, God, it's more of you and less of me. I don't want to be famous in this nation, God. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be. Mm-hmm. Because I'm already famous enough in your eyes. I'm a son. That's right. But at the end of the day, Lord, just I want to be a light in the dark place. Yeah. And I want people just to fall in love with you more. Amen. And that when they're in our presence and we're in our meetings or if they're listening to our podcasts, It's like, you know what? I found Jesus even more Mm -hmm. because he just loves God so much and he just made him more real for me. Yeah. And that's that's my passion, Christina. And if I can achieve that objective, then then at the end of the day, when I see him face to face, Mm -hmm. like when Bob Jones had that crazy dream, that crazy encounter with God and the Holy Spirit said to him, did you learn to love? Mm, Yeah. What do you love more? Do you love the ministry more? You love the popularity more, or would you be willing to lay it all down and just follow me alone and nobody knows you anymore? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I released that seven day fast. That's so good. I fast love the other that. Day. That was last Friday to see, would you be willing just to let it go? Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. would you be willing to let it go and just say, okay, God, it's not about you. It's you. You know, I think we need to make a shift in the way that we live not from an earthly perspective, but from an eternal perspective. I think sometimes people forget at the end of the day when everything is said and done and each and every one of us join that great cloud of witnesses, we will all stand face to face with the King of Kings that's right. and Lord of Lords. And that's the most precious thing, you know, right there, that face-to-face moment, that intimate connection Because the Bible even says that many will say to him, Lord, we cast out demons in your name. We did this and that in your name. And he says, depart from me. I never knew you. That's right. The treasure is to be known by him and uh, be loved by him. And that's really all that there is. Everything else is just extra. So, you know, when he's been calling me away to worship, 
I've been laying it down and just going with him because that's the sweet spot. And right now, I feel like prophetically, I feel like we're in the birthing canal and we're being squeezed and we're losing even more garbage than we were losing earlier in the year. But that's because amazing things are about to be birthed. That's right. We've experienced a lot over the course of the last two years in this nation. Yeah. And I do believe it was purposely allowed for this to take place. Yeah. Because if Trump was in office, this wouldn't have revealed what was really going on, not only in our government, but in the body of Christ. You know, I completely agree with you. I've kept silent on what the Lord has spoken to me about the entire last six years of what's been going on in our nation. And I haven't released any of those prophetic words publicly. But I will say this, last year, or actually it was around 2020, I was pouring out my heart to the Lord and I was saying, why did you allow this? Why did you allow this? All I've seen is just most bitterness, hatred, and nastiness I could ever seen. And I have done more weeping for the body of Christ than I have ever done in my life. And I said, God, why did you allow this? And he said, they wanted a king and I gave him a king. And he said, everything that you've seen is what was already in them to begin with. Mm. And every time they prayed for it to be revealed, I showed her more and more of what was in them. Mm. Just wept. And I weep now because he loves us so much. And he, he doesn't want any of what we've experienced, but he wants to give us more. We have to come to the place where we are willing to acknowledge the ugliness that was hidden in every single one of us to get to that. That's right. And that takes great courage and great understanding of what the throne of grace is. That he has fully cleansed us, fully healed us, fully made us righteous and how he sees us. That's right. And how we will see each other. That's right. How we will treat each other. That's right. I am hoping and I am praying that people will begin to love and look like Jesus. Mm. You know, I've said this all the time. I said the Lord allows things to take place simply because he was exposing the spiritual condition of the bride. Yes. Because in 2016 and 2020, you didn't see the full, you didn't, we did not see the condition of the bride. Yeah. But in 2020 to 2022, we've truly seen the spiritual condition of the bride, those that settle, those that shrink back. And what has taken place over the course of the last two years was an incredible realm of fear displaced on the body of Christ and shown that they're easily moved and easily swayed because their foundation wasn't in Holy Spirit. Right. And now what we're seeing with a nation that's woke and what's taking place. And I released this word just the other day about the separation of the sheep and the goats in this season, even before this year comes to a close of the separation of the sheep and of the goats of what's taking place, what's about to take place and what our real condition is and what's going to happen in 2023 and 2024. But we're going to see over the next week of what we were really made of, what we really wanted. Were we willing just to shrink back and not stand for righteousness and justice? 
and just say, okay, I settle for this. And we have to, and I do believe the Holy Spirit is pouring into us now into a realm of understanding where the body of Christ has to get into that place and say, I am not going to settle for wickedness. I'm not going to do it. If they love Jesus, they'll love me. If they hated him, they'll hate you. Mm-hmm. And we're in the world. We're not of the world, yeah. but we're supposed to be a light in a dark place. And it doesn't mean, yeah, we're supposed to love everybody. Yeah, we love people, but we don't settle and condone their sin and say, it's okay by me. Because what happens is, come on, God, what happens is we abuse the grace. And now we can live any lifestyle we want. And we say that, ah, oh, God just loves me the way I am. No, he loves you. He loves you, but he doesn't love your sin. And there's a turning. When you get into a revelatory, you know, just that download of heaven and Jesus, and you get that release and the Holy Spirit speaks to you and you go from darkness to light, there's a desire. I just want to please you, God. You're more important than me than anything in this world. Absolutely. And I want to change my way of thinking. And listen, I wrote a book on it. I was involved. I was raised in alcoholism. There was drugs. There was everything you're about to abuse. There was everything. And I made a decision at a young age. And I was even suicidal before I was 19. Mm-hmm. Before I was 20. Twice. I made a decision. God, I'm going to follow you. Yeah. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to fall hard after you. And I don't give a rip what I experienced. I don't give a rip what I went through. I don't give a rip. And he spoke to me of of who I was to be and what I was going to do at that age. But it didn't mean I wasn't going to go through some crazy warfare Mm -hmm. throughout all my years. I got married at 21 years old. And the warfare that I experienced from 21 to where I'm at now, 35 years later in marriage, I wouldn't wish on anybody. Yeah. And then when we got into the governmental calling in 2015 and dealing with all the governmental stuff and the warfare that came against my family was enormous. Yeah. Enormous that any the average Joe would have thrown in the towel. Yeah. Enormous amount of warfare that was would taken out the everyday person. But when you know that you know that you know, whether you're an army ranger or a navy SEAL, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you get hit. It doesn't matter if there's some bloodshed. That makes you even more tenacious. That makes you even more diligent that I'm going to achieve the objective because I know what God has called me to do. And I know where God has called me to go. And I know what he's called me to say. And I know because I'm going to please him first. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's not going to be glamorous. It, it might not be, wow, look at this and look at that. But I've got to be obedient to him because he's calling me to do this. But there's a reason for it. And it's about people's lives. And sometimes the words are really awesome. Sometimes the words can be a little hard. Mm-hmm. Sometimes love is hard. Mm-hmm. But a true prophetic voice has to tell the people what they need to hear. Mm-hmm. not what they want to hear. That's right. And, you know, we, we turned into a nation and a church, Christina, that nobody wants to be spoken to in a way where there's correction. You know, don't correct me. We're not teachable. And you can't tell me what I'm doing wrong. You can't, but nobody wants, there's no accountability anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to do my own thing and you're seeing it more and more. And they don't even want to hear what you have to say. They'll hear what you want. They'll hear what you say if it's, something positive and exciting mm-hmm. about their future or breakthroughs coming. But when you tell them, hey, listen, there needs to be some adjustments here, a little bit of tweaking there. Mm-hmm. You know, we've become a nation where it's, we're not teachable anymore because mm-hmm. everyone has the answers. You know, and- the Lord says, if I love you, I'll correct you. And, and it's done out of love. It's done out of kindness. And 
the most beautiful thing is if we look at how the Apostle Paul talks to the body of Christ, he always That's points right. them back to their identity in Christ. What he spoke to the Galatians when they were worshiping idols and got into some sexual idolatry and just all kinds of nasty stuff. He said, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Why unite the members of your body with idols? And mm. he pointed them back to what Christ had already done for them and who they were in him. We're never going to rise above our identity in Christ. And That's right. And, you know, you said something a couple of times already, and you said that if we're like Jesus, then they're going to hate us, you know? And right. there's this great scripture. It says, a servant is not above his master. And if That's they right. hated Jesus, they're going to hate us. That's right. But we have to come to the place where it's nevertheless, not thy will, but yours be done. Even when they do That's hate right. us. That's right. And I think it's a place where we need to come up higher. And it's a place that we need to go down deeper. And I find right. such comfort from the life of the Apostle Paul. You know, half of the Apostle Paul's letters to the new fledgling churches were him defending his apostolic calling against these so-called right. super apostles who were right. telling them exactly what they wanted to hear and mixing law and grace. That's right. They weren't delineating between the new covenant and the old covenant. And they were putting them back under legalism. The Apostle Paul said, you know, what are you doing? I long right. that Christ be formed in you. And right. I'm just sitting here thinking, the Apostle Paul, here he is sitting in prison, writing the letters to the church, churches, Ephesians, Galatians, Romans, all of that, to the churches. And he's sitting here thinking, you know, Christ is being preached with selfish ambition. I will rejoice anyway because Christ is being preached. But God took those letters of the Apostle Paul locked up in a prison and put them into what we now have as the New Testament that every mm -hmm. believer since then has read. And so I find such great comfort in that, that even if, you know, we're mocked, we're mistreated, we're discredited, we're this, that, or the other because they don't like what we're saying, God will still find a way. <laughs> That's right to do with you what he wants. And that gives me great hope and great comfort. Well, you know, what you're seeing is Paul's, he was trying to get them to understand the significance, the relevancy, the importance, and putting it all on Jesus and taking it all off of him. We so spoke many times, of, like I said earlier, self-exhortation and not, puffing yourself up. It's not boasting, not putting focus on you. Mm -hmm. uh, because basically the apostolic is overseeing. Mm -hmm. But what's happened in this nation, Christina, is we've become an entertaining ministry mm -hmm. where it's become entertaining. Yeah. Where it's almost like you're going and watching a show, mm -hmm. you know, every minute, come on, God. And excuse me for saying, come on, God. That's just one of my, Things I say when I hear the Holy Spirit speaking to me. Yeah, uh, it's okay. I've taken a lot of heat for that too. Oh. But we've become an entertaining aspect in the United States. Probably one of the most entertaining nations in the world when it comes down to relationships with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Simply because if you notice, every ministry, every individual has a different identity. Mm -hmm. Has an identity of whether the clothes they wear, the suits they wear, or, you know, some guys are bigger than others. And we all have our look, our genre. And 
you know, it's become to the point where, I mean, just look at it, every prophetic person. It's so funny, especially when you see flyers and everyone's got the look and the fist on the chin. We, everyone looks angry. <laughs> and it's like, come on. And it's like, listen, listen, listen. We need to get away from ourselves. Yeah. And if Holy Spirit all of a sudden just manifested in your meeting, would you keep preaching or would you fall down to your face? No. And we get into that place, Christina, where it's just like, okay, God, I need to get out of the way here because what am I actually building? Am I building an empire or am I building something that the presence of God is so, so thick and so awesome and so humble? Yeah. You know, Jesus was washing his disciples' feet. Okay, washing his disciples' feet. I've worked with the biggest names in ministry, Christine. And there's other names in ministry that I was dialoguing where we were emailing back and forth. And I said, listen, here's my number. Why don't you give me a call? And, mm -hmm. and his response was, oh, I don't talk to people on the phone that I've never met. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you basically just exposed you your heart. If you're dialoguing with me with an email and I'm a man of God and you're a man of God and you won't pick up the phone to, when I just gave you my number, because I feel the Holy Spirit. And if you say to me, I don't dialogue with people I haven't met. And basically you just said you're unreachable. Mm. And because guess what? I've never met Jesus in the natural either. Mm. In the spirit realm I have, I've had open visions and dreams and encounters and great, but guess what? We make ourselves to the place where, you know, we become unreachable because we become a name. If I reach this person, then I got to reach this person. But what happens is we become now, we isolate ourselves because we've created an image. Mm -hmm. Come on, God. Mm -hmm. And God never called you to create an image for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He called you to be a voice. But he also called you to be a voice of humility. Because if, I don't really believe, Christina, that our ministries today were called to be in the flamboyancy that they're in right now. Yeah. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Because what happens is people have become so centered around it. And now people, I've only got a couple of minutes, people have become identified with the ministry that they follow. Mm -hmm. yes. And the movement that they follow. Yeah. And they're not identified with, with Jesus. They're identified with this movement and that movement and this movement. And it was never supposed to be that way. Mm. Yeah. I've worked with all the camps. I've worked with the soul winning camps in the river in Florida. I've worked with the House of Prayer. I've worked in the prophetic camps. I've worked with the John Paul Jacksons, the Bob Jones and the Paul Keith Davises. You know, at one point, my spiritual father was the individual that wrote the Passion Translation. Mm. Um, I've worked with them all. I've worked with the Eagles Wings when they most significant worship ministries in the United States that are based out of Clarence, New York, and Robert Stearns. Uh, but it doesn't matter. My identity wasn't in them. Yeah. In my identity, I don't preach like John Paul Jackson. I don't sing like Robert Stearns. You know, my soul-winning techniques are not of the river in Florida. Mm -hmm. They were all imparted in, mm -hmm. but my identity was Christ. That's right. And it's not, wow, you must have came from there, or wow, you really have that. No, it's, the Lord sent me to all of these people to serve them and, mm -hmm. and for them to import into me and then to take all of that, put that in my tool bag, which has been an honor. Mm -hmm. It's been an incredible honor. But I guess what? You ready for this, Christina? Mm. Look at all the prophetic voices that their lives were ended prematurely. 
Yeah. Read the book, God's Generals. Mm-hmm. Look at all the individuals that lost their lives. Look at Kim Clement, 2016, at 60 years old. Mm-hmm. That at the end of the day, what happened? He survived multiple aneurysms and brain bleeds, but he died because of the tumors that were in his life. Mm-hmm. And at the end of his life, he had no voice. He couldn't speak. Mm-hmm. John Paul Jackson had a yeah. cancerous tumor on his thigh and was healed from it. Mm-hmm. But then dies from a totally different scenario. Hmm. At like 61 or 62, young, at 2015, tremendous prophetic voices in the nation. You know, and we don't take it seriously enough that there is a price. And if you give any room to the enemy, and this is one of the things that Lord spoke to me directly to the body of Christ, which I was released several years ago. The enemy only has access in your life where authority is given. And there better not be any doors open where the enemy has any room. And one of the greatest doors that we can open up is self-exhortation and pride. And look at me. And it's not about that. The Lord sent a young man named David to take out the Philistine army. He didn't use the cane. Mm. He used a kid that no one expects it. And if he would have worn that armor that day, Christina, he would have been a dead man. Because mm-hmm, it didn't sound well. But he well. carried wisdom at 15, yep. 16 years old. I can't wear this. This is not about this. Because Saul's armor was his identity. Mm-hmm. Because a king wears different armor mm-hmm. than a regular servant or warrior or a soldier. Mm-hmm. So good, that John. That day, Goliath could not see. God did not want him to see natural weapons, natural strength. Because, mm, your strength is not what looks like when it's behind the pulpit. Your strength is when it's behind the scenes, when you're going through stuff. And let's mm-hmm. see how you're dealing with that when you're behind the scenes, not in front of a congregation. Mm-hmm. And I said this over and over again. Reality is not inside the building. Reality is outside the building. That's right. Come on, God. That's right. And I think at the end of the day, you said this earlier, and I think in order to be in authority, we have to understand what it's like to be under authority. And so just like you were saying, we have to make sure that what we're speaking is what God is speaking. We have to make sure that we're using our own weapons that God has created in us and not wearing somebody else's armor and doing what somebody else is doing. We have to do what was created for us. And God has a specific plan and a specific fitting for each of our lives. Our mantles look different. And even if we've, you know, got things like former generals in the faith that are on us, it doesn't mean that we will do it the same way because we are different people and God is moving and doing unique and different things now in this day and age. And we have to really keep that in focus and really stay where God has called us to stay and not get outside of our realms of authority. It's just like you said, that's where we get into trouble. Right. That's correct. Our humility, Christina, our identity has to be around Christ. Yes. And I've got to know that I know that I know and confident what I'm releasing. Mm -hmm. I can't be swayed by man. I can't be manipulated by man. And I said, I turned down a lot of invitations during Mm -hmm. the year. And it doesn't matter because just because somebody invites you to do something doesn't mean it's God. Yeah. You know, a lot of people will be like, oh, man, your itinerary is not really that full. I mean, something must be wrong. You must be doing something wrong. But I'm like, no, 
That's not it. My itinerary, that's not the, what the ministry is about, especially as a prophet. Mm-hmm. I don't need an itinerary. First of all, 99.9% of the time, Christine, if God is sending you a specific place, it's not because the place is really healthy. Right, right. It's because it's the, you're there to impart. <laughs> you're there, there to help. Impart, yep. You're there to maybe encourage in some areas or train mm-hmm. some areas, give them some revelation in certain areas that mm-hmm. they need help with. Yeah. Or maybe the leadership, because come on, God, here we go. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, Christina, churches will bring prophetic voices in, but they don't realize that those prophetic voices are there for the leadership. Mm-hmm. It's not always about for the people. It's mm-hmm. maybe the leadership needs some fine tuning. We call it consulting. So come on, God. Spiritual so consulting. <laughs> like come on, God. <laughs> We don't bring consultants into our company because we got it all together. We bring right. consultants into our company to help us get to a better place mm-hmm. and a greater. That's right. And sometimes that consultant needs to let you know what you're doing. You're not doing it that well, or you're not doing it right, or you need some help. Mm-hmm. So it's not about bringing prophetic voices into churches and just like, this is great. He's going to win part. He's releasing the word of the Lord. He's releasing the word of the Lord for the year. He's going to tell us that Trump's going to go back into office. He's going to tell us that your money's coming in. That's not it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shaking on, my God. head over here. <laughs> Come on. That could be it a little bit here, a little bit there. But if you're putting all your hope in 2024 about a person, yeah, God yeah. hasn't finished with this man, but that man doesn't dictate my destiny. In 2016 and 2020, I prophesied about Donald Trump many times, even before he was in office. But that doesn't dictate my destiny. Mm-hmm. And I tell this to people all over too. I said, the person that's in office right now, okay? I said, you can still got to pray for him. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah, man. And I said, we need and all the people pray that, for that all man. All the people that can't stand him. But would everyone's heart change? What happens if one day he got saved and all of a sudden he got Filled with the Holy Ghost. Would your attitude change towards him? Would you repent? Would you ask God to forgive you? Right? But at the end of the day, at, at really at the end of the day, Christina, wasn't our life about John 1, 5, being a light in a dark place? Mm-hmm. Right? So John 1, 5 says, you know, light overcomes the world and light overcomes darkness and the darkness can't comprehend it. At the end of the day, why did Jesus die? We forgot about the whole thing about heaven. We've forgotten the whole thing about salvation. We forgot about the whole thing about there's people out there that don't know him. Mm-hmm. We get so consumed with the election, the government, the woke nation, and we forgot about the people that are right across the street. That's right. We don't know him. That's right. I was in a diner last week counseling a 30-year-old man who is a youth pastor that's going through a little bit of a hard place and he's trying to find himself. So he stepped down. And you know what? Everyone looks at him. Uh, you must be in a really bad place because you just stepped down. And you know what? That's actually a really great place because he's yeah. being really trying to find himself with God. That's right. That's right. And you look at that individual and you say, you know what, though? There's things that, you know, that they're important. Next thing you know, I'm speaking to him. I'm speaking to him about my life and how I was suicidal twice. And I'm talking to him. And next thing you know, the waitress is over here in me. Mm-hmm. And the waitress starts weeping. And she says, my son is bipolar. And he's thinking about suicide. And next thing you know, you're ministering to her. Mm-hmm. Those are the places that are more significant to me than when I'm in a building. Amen. And at the end of the day, I would rather be in the marketplace. I would, be out, I would rather be out there amongst the world 
than in, you know, the four walls, because at the end of the day, Jesus was never in the four walls unless mm -hmm. he was correcting them because their doctrine was all messed up. Mm -hmm. Most of the time he was with what? The world. But we become so identified that our identity is I got to spend most of my time in the church. And yeah, we were called to equip and raise up. But at the end of the day, there's a world out there that needs him. That's right. There's a purpose. And I hope that when I'm releasing on social media, the world are attracted to me just as much as the body of Christ. Amen. Because they see the heart mm -hmm. and they don't see religion. And they that's don't right. see somebody that's caught up in his ministry. Yeah. Or my That's identity. Right. And you know what? There were so many people that came against me on social media and people that were challenging me. And these were ungodly people. And I responded to this one individual that was so arrogant and so angry and so cruel. And I responded in such a way with love. And I remember right for everyone to read, I said, you know, it's okay the way you feel. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with the way you answer. You're allowed to feel that way. You're allowed to express your opinion, whether it's right or wrong. And he was so taken back and he privately messaged me and said, I did that on purpose to see if you would respond. And you did. And that changed my heart. Yeah. Because you didn't just rebuke me or correct me or delete my post. You responded to me out of humility. Mm-hmm. And that's what I always wanted to see, whether or not it was going to hurt you or offend you, but it didn't. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, it's just Jesus, Christina. That's and right. It was an honor to be on your show. Oh, thank you so much for being here. Will you pray for our listeners before we go? Yes. Absolutely. Father, I'm so thankful for Christina, her family, her ministry, God, and this connection that we've established God through other friends, this opportunity, Lord, to just lift your name up. We pray for every individual God that's listening, every individual God that just senses the presence of God. I just pray right now that if those that don't know him, don't know you or are even on this, they're listening to this. I just pray right now, God, that there's just a supernatural sudden infilling and revelation that you are there to meet that need. You are there to help them. You are there to show them how much you love them. And for those that know you, to help them, God, help them with their destiny, help them up with their future, help them with their present circumstances, God, whatever they're dealing with, that they're receiving right now, God, and they, they would get that touch, Lord, and they would just receive mm -hmm. what you want to do for them. Faith, Lord, just accelerated. Lord, heart, Lord, just opens up even greater for you and yes, that their Jesus. eyes, God, are open. Their eye gates and their ear gates, God, are open to how much you love them. At the end of the day, God, all of us just want to be loved. Mm -hmm. And I just pray right now that hearts are softened, hearts are touched, just their knees, God, are established. And Father, the road that each individual's on, including Christina and her family, mm -hmm. that there would be supernatural grace, supernatural favor. Yes, Lord. Father, and there yes, would just be incredible open doors, God, yes, incredible yes, divine opportunities yes. and the suddenlies of heaven. And surprises, God, as a dad loves to surprise his kids. I pray that today, God, even Christina. I pray that for her family today, God, that she would be surprised today. Yes. That even the things that's on her heart, even those nights when she's looked at the ceiling, God, asking, Lord, when is it going to happen? God, I'm waiting. I pray, God, even this day, supernatural suddenlies, God, would come in Jesus' name. Amen. So good. So good, John. I'm over here crying. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, no chances, Christina. God has directed us in this season for such a time as this. That's right. That's right. And it is a privilege and an honor for each and every one of us to lay down our lives for this beautiful Jesus. Amen. Well, it's an honor to be a part of the body of Christ to be used, and it's an honor to be speaking with you today and your destiny and helping you. And, you know, at the end of the day, Christina, it's also about what I can do to help you. Not what you can do to help me. However, I can facilitate what God has called you to do and be. That's what it's all about. I love that. Isn't the body of Christ a beautiful thing? And it's a wonderful well. thing, man. When we've got our, when we're running on all eight cylinders, man, it's an amazing thing. And <laughs> it's just when you love people, when you see people through his eyes. That's right. Your perspective changes. That's right. Everything Somebody shifts. said to me, you know, I've been involved in law enforcement stuff for many years. I run a law enforcement organization as well called USLEO. And one day I walked in the chief's office and the individuals in the command center and the squad room with people that are wanted. And I said, you know, every one of those individuals have a story. Mm-hmm. And steel doesn't fix their lives. Yeah. Jesus does. That's right. And once I remember one time somebody said to me, what do you think the key to ending racism is? I said, well, you're never going to end racism because the enemy is the prince of the air. As long as Mm -hmm. he's the prince of the air and there's sin in the world, you can't end it because it's a choice. But when somebody sees that you have a valuable interest in their life, that's Mm -hmm. when it changes. Yeah. When they hear your heart, when they hear your heart. I've had so many people out there that hated me because of what I was doing and a uniform that I was wearing. Mm. But it didn't matter. Once they saw that I had a valuable interest in their life and I loved them unconditionally, the game changed. And then the person that hated you loved you. Because at the end of the day, people want to be loved and they have a story. Mm -hmm. And what's been poured in is what pours out. That's right. And that's how you end it. How you end racism, one person at a time. Is most of the time people hate people because they hate themselves. Yeah. So you're not born with hate. You're not born with it. It's imparted. And I you know I was born into a scenario that was terrible, mm-hmm. but I had to make a choice. That's right. And people were loving on me and loving on me. And I had to forgive. Yeah. And once you forgive and let go of that anger and that bitterness, all mm-hmm. of a sudden your perspective changes. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, I just want to love the way he loves and I want to do what he does and I want to say what he says. Come on, God. Amen. I couldn't agree more. You're preaching after my heart. (laughs) You're a blessing, Christina. You do. Well, I hope and I pray today's episode has blessed you. I will have the links from today's podcast and resources in the show notes on cpnshows.com under Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. There you'll find additional resources to connect with us and our special guest, John Natali. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I hope today's episode has blessed you. Please subscribe, share it with your friends, and don't forget to sign up for our ministry mailing list for more encouraging content about our beautiful Savior, Jesus. Just text JESUS to 1-833-815-7778. That's 1-833-815-7778. 
7778. And of course, it's your turn now to join the conversation. Send me your burning questions, leaders you would like to hear from in the body of Christ, your testimonies, and more. Just click join the conversation in the show notes. And for more information about our ministry, visit us at ChristinaPereira.org. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless.